0: What is up, podcast community? My name is Michael Chernow, and this is the Creatures of Habit podcast. Habits are everything, and on this show, I will be interviewing some of the most inspiring, motivated, and high-performing humans on the planet to learn about the daily habits, routines, and rituals that help keep them focused, determined, on top of their game, and ultimately, happy. My journey from the depths of addiction and misery to success as a family man and serial entrepreneur was only made possible by replacing bad habits with great ones, and my mission in life today is to share that story and the story of others with you to bring value and life-changing tools to as many people as possible. So sit back, relax, and pay attention, because what you hear in this podcast today can potentially change your life. Let's go. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Creatures of Habit podcast. I've
1: got a really interesting guest on the show today. Her name is Monica Richards. She is the founder of EcoBabe. She is a Mm -hmm. sustainability expert. She's a sustainability expert. She consults on interior design, helping people live lives with as close to zero waste as possible. She really is moving the needle in the world of The environment and making better decisions on a daily basis to have less impact in a bad way on this place that we live in that we want to live in forever. So I'm super fired up to talk to her about some habits that we could all implement into our lives that would make our garbage shrink maybe, right? Other things that we can do to just be better human beings. A lot of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast is lifestyle habit. And if you can introduce some sustainability habits into your lifestyle, you are just going to be a better human. Monica, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for that. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for having Absolutely. me. I'm so honored. Thank I could you. Walk,
1: I could just be your sidekick all the time.
2: I, can we please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although I'd be more like your sidekick. We could, go, it could be equal.
1: Let's do we it. So <laughs> tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself before we kick off the sustainability stuff.
2: Sure. So I was raised on a farm. So my eco babe education education. Began a long time ago. I was modeling. I graduated in interior design. So then I lived in London, in LA. I lived in LA for 13 years, started off in interior design, Mm -hmm. then started pitching a show around Hollywood about sustainable interior design. And in these pitching rooms, they would be like, Well, who do you envision to host the show? And I'm like, (laughs) Duh. And they would be like, You have zero credentials. Mm -hmm. So I started TV hosting classes, it's kind of like acting classes for a long time. I was a TV host in Hollywood for a while, like press junkets, red carpets. I hosted a fashion and beauty show for AOL for a really long time, a few years. Wrote and produced 4:30 in the morning every morning. It was awesome, but then I started really wanting more to to have more impact on the world instead of just talking about like Kim Kardashian's latest Red carpet look, Mm -hmm. which is still fun. There's still value in that. But Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do something that got me a little more to my roots and brought me back a little bit. So then I launched Eco Babe. And it was originally a blog and a community. And now we're moving along. And I do a lot of zero waste workshops now for companies, groups, and communities, which is a great way to make impact to a lot of people at once. Those are virtual and in person. I'm still a TV host. I am the face of a solar company right now. Yeah. Which is like a dream job for me. They're a top 10 solar company. So I do all of their content and all of their, like we have a solar education series that I host, which is really fun. I've learned a lot about solar, by the way. I'm all Uh, about solar.
1: I'm like dying to bring solar into our lives. So I'm Mm. going to I'm going to ask you about that.
2: Okay. We can put me to the test. (laughs) You might have to make a phone call, but no. Um,
1: sustainability is, is actually a pretty broad term, right? Like when people hear the word sustainability, they think of a lot of people, I think, just think of better environment, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The interesting thing is, is that sustainability is not only it's, you can apply or you can be more sustainable in any area. Correct. Cleaning supplies, Mm -hmm. furniture, solar, the food you eat, The the materials you bring into your home across the board, Mm -hmm. um, travel, like Mm -hmm. every single thing on the planet has some impact Mm -hmm. on the environment, right? And so I guess the the question that I really want to ask is if there were a few things that anybody listening right now can change in their day to day, Mm to bring sustainability or make sustainability more prevalent in their lives. Can you give us a few habits that people can start to do?
2: I would start at base level, foundation level, and just become a conscious consumer and or a minimalist. Like the three questions that I always share with um, the communities that I teach to are one, do I really need this? So this is when you're shopping, ordering food, um, and, and as you're consuming products. So do I really need this? The second one is, can I reuse or repair this instead of buying new? And the third question is, where does this go at end of life? How can I divert it from landfill? How can I recycle this? So keep those three questions in the back of your pocket just as you're going through daily life. And you'll notice that you don't buy as much. You don't consume as much. You're like having everything. So that's where I would start is base level. And then go from micro to macro. So once you have like that base level foundation of of becoming a conscious consumer, then you start making your eco swaps inside the home and like room by room, your beauty cabinet, and then you start graduating to different rooms. And then you're putting solar panels on your house and then you're implementing a compost in your backyard, you know, so you just go micro to macro.
1: So is this so like you, you get brought on to, to, to consult on a project. Mm-hmm. Does it kind of start that way or do you, do you go into someone's home and sort of take a tour and say, okay, this is what we're going to do?
2: Both. I find a lot of homeowners want to just have me do all the swaps. And I love doing that too. It's so easy for people because sustainability, because it's so broad, is so overwhelming to people, right? Mm. It's inherently overwhelming. And so when you're overwhelmed, you have a tendency to freeze and just not do anything and ignore the issue. So when I come in, I just do everything for that homeowner, and it's
1: you know I, I wave I gotta, my eco wand. <laughs> I've got to draw like a like a, a a line to. Well, I I, I founded a company called Seymour's um, mm-hmm. in 2015, sustainable seafood restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I I brought to the market in New York City fish that no one's ever heard of. Why? Because. It swims local to New York or uh-huh. to the to the you know to the northeast coast. Yep, um, it's totally underutilized and underappreciated, mm. incredibly abundant, and um, nobody wants it here. It gets all shipped overseas. So I said I am going to sell bluefish, blackfish, tautog, porgy, uh, monkfish. Um, you know, like all the fish that nobody heard of, and yeah. people looked at me when I wrote this business plan. Uh huh. And they were like, dude, you are crazy. Like, what makes you think someone's gonna walk into this restaurant and want to eat there? Mm-hmm. And I said, there's one word. Sustainability. Uh-huh. That's it. Bravo. I put sustainability on it. That was it, honestly. And we couldn't keep keep people out of the restaurant.
2: Isn't it amazing? I always find it interesting too. I live in financial districts Mm -hmm. and I always see fishermen down at the pier. Like, what are they doing with these fish? And they sell them to local restaurants. Mm -hmm. But I just find it amazing that in this water that looks so dirty, It looks dirty. It looks dirty. Like the Hudson River looks dirty, right? There's so much boat traffic going in and out of it. And there's still abundant fish.
1: Well, the Hudson River, like the rivers, people aren't really fishing those rivers. Although I will tell you that I've pulled some of the most incredible striped bass out of the East River and eaten them happily. Um, (laughs) But there is is an enormous fishing industry from Maine all the way down the East Coast. Like Mm -hmm. enormous. And the fish... That we, it's, it's so interesting that it's like anything else, you know, and I don't want to get off on my, on my stuff, but like tuna, yep. halibut, salmon, cod, shrimp, crab, mm-hmm. lobster, mm-hmm. scallops are like the big eight. Mm-hmm. They were marketed well, just like right. Nike, Adidas, Apple, like right there, there was a marketing strategy behind those species of fish. There was a lot of money pumped into it, and those fish rose to the top: tautog, porgy, blackfish, redfish. Like you got to imagine, <laughs> right? Like it's so funny. Like you drive left through behind. a town. <laughs> well, like you, you drive through a town, right? You're you're in a town in the middle of nowhere. Like, right. You see a restaurant. The restaurant's called like Bob's Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like the the fish that nobody wants, blackfish. Why did they call it blackfish? Because the fish is Ed black, lbs. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. tuna's got like kind of an interesting name. Like, sa- like it's not like, oh, tuna, like redfish, fish. you know, it's, right. so there's like a whole, it's so interesting how the consumer mind works. Yes. It's so interesting. Yes. Interrupting this episode to share with you how we keep this podcast going, and that is by you supporting us through trying out or subscribing to meal one on creatures I am giving a 20% discount on your first order or your first subscription order, which is a serious discount. Meal one is a superfood meal. It is a blend of gluten and glyphosate free oats. It is packed with 30 grams of plant-based protein, omega-3 fatty acids, a probiotic, digestive enzymes, vitamin D3. It also has chia seeds, flax seeds, pumpkin seeds and a little bit of pink Himalayan salt. There are 37 grams of healthy carbohydrates and anywhere from seven to 10 grams of fat depending on the flavor. You will be full for hours, people. I promise you, we developed meal one to help you perform at your absolute best, to get that incredibly healthy and convenient edge on the competition there is not a better, more convenient meal to start your day with or use as a pre- or post-workout meal. The macros are perfect and sourced with the cleanest ingredients in the game. Take your performance to the next level. Make your life much easier by saving time. Be able to eat healthy without sacrificing flavor and all while staying full for hours, making your urge to snack far, far less. Hop over to CreaturesOfHabit.com. That is CreaturesOfHabit.com and use promo code K-O-H-P-O-D, the number 20 for your first order of meal one today. Back to the pod. What about like, so what areas did you, when you started to really step into the world of sustainability, when yeah. you knew that like, this was something that you wanted to do, where did you think you could make the most impact off the bat?
2: I have, so I have, first of all, do you seafood watch? Oh yeah. Do your, does your audience know about seafood watch? Noah? what? Uh, yes. Yeah, of course. Or no, for Monterey Monterey Bay uh-huh, Aquarium. Sure. So they have an it's basically a website. And mm-hmm. when you're ordering seafood and you're purchasing seafood, you can go in and, and plug in like salmon or tuna. And it automatically conjugates the most sustainable, current sustainable breed yep. of that fish. I just wanted to throw
1: that out there since we're 100%. talking about
2: it. It's, it's a really good resource I use all of the time.
1: Yep. It, it'll, yep. it'll be like a fish that's in the green that's abundant mm-hmm. and, and exactly. sustainable. Then there's a yep. yellow and then there's like red. Stay away. Do yes, not eat. Yes. Yes.
2: Don't fish. eat that one. Leave that right. one alone. Yeah.
1: Although, unfortunately, way more people eat the red stuff than yes. we'd like. To
2: well, it's marketed well. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so, I originally created EcoBabe, and with with the viewpoint of and the perspective of building an audience who was interested in being conscious. And do you know what zero waste kits are? No. Like it's a kit that comes with like five or six products that are eco swaps I call them for your home for instance and I thought of this so long ago and this is why I formed eco Bay because I wanted to to, to build this beautiful community and then sell them the eco kits and there's so many kits now
1: I just didn't do it
2: yeah like dryer balls um Glass straws, uh, bees wraps, things like that. I love the bees wrap stuff. Same. But I'm the brand the bees, bees wraps. wraps is so much better. Which one? Bees the the actual brand bees wraps. Oh, yeah. That's I've tried other brands. Yeah, and they just don't like fold over your your food. It works
1: so well. I had yeah. to convince my wife about those. The she was best. like, there's no way that works. I was like, trust me, I'm telling you. And the coolest thing about it is that you just like fold it up, yep. put it back in the drawer. Yep. It's like all good. And they're compostable end of life. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Fully compostable.
1: So, so aside from the three things that you said people can start thinking about, Mm -hmm. let's just apply it to like real life. Mm
0: -hmm. And then I
1: want to ask about your morning routine because I do believe that, you know, I want to talk about habits and just lifestyle in general. Yeah. But what are some things that people can do like today Mm -hmm. that could change their impact?
2: Sign petitions. It really works. There's been so many petitions of actually, I have a reels on my Instagram right now that says I supported these climate bills and they just passed. Petitions work. They do. Also, you know what else works is calling your state Congress people Mm -hmm. and asking support for certain bills that you're interested in. State offices, whether it's the House of Representatives um, or, or the Senate, they have they, – they literally count up the emails, the calls that they get, the voicemails, and that – your voice counts. Like they count up how many votes basically for different matters that they're getting from the public, and it persuades their decision whether to move these bills through the House or not.
1: You know, like you it say really that – like, I'm hearing – it's so interesting. I was, I was watching something recently. And this is like not really off topic, but it 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 kind of shows where we're at as a society Mm -hmm. that this would even be said. Okay, there was a it was like a documentary style film, and this person was walking through um, like a really depressed part of the country. Okay, lots of homeless, Mm -hmm. just people that were really down and out mm-hmm. and the person that he was walking with was like wow this is like really sad that yeah. this is happening Yeah, and the guy said well you know the really the, the even sadder part of this or the, the the most the most terrible part of this situation is that these people have stopped consuming and that is why they are in the position that they're in right now because they are literally no longer consuming and the consuming the way the machine wants them to to consume. Mm -hmm.
2: That's an interesting.
1: How crazy is that? Yes. Right. So like they stop consuming because they probably don't, they don't have the, they don't have the resources to consume and they're just left Mm -hmm. to rot. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like that really hit me in the
0: chest. I was like, wait a second. So these
1: people just stopped like shopping at, you know, the supermarket or whole foods you right. know like right. they stopped consuming and now they're 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 essentially done right you know it's really it's just like such a weird thing so when you say think about do i need this mm-hmm. or do i just want this if i just want this eh, mm-hmm. you know i don't i'm not gonna, mm-hmm. i'm not going to go for this where does this end up right mm-hmm. What percentage of stuff do you think ends up in a landfill?
2: Oh gosh. Okay, I have the percentages. I have so many numbers in these like workshops 90%. I host. It's like 85% of stuff basically.
1: Like we up. just don't think about how insane that is, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I guess like the the real sort of like tangible thing I'm asking is what can we do to to help change that? Forgetting about because like if somebody's not a sustainability activist, mm-hmm. chances are they're not going to go find a petition to sign and call up the state. You That's know? true. Yeah. What are they going to yeah. like? What could they? What could be something that someone can do to be like okay, like give your give yourself a habit to stick to. Like if you buy three to five things a day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: buy one or two. You know, like something like that, because I'm learning. I want to learn from you because I Mm -hmm. just know that you're so good at. You've built a whole entire career on this. Yeah. And if we don't start thinking about it, Mm -hmm. like my grandchildren, that's right, are going to suffer severely Mm -hmm. if we're even still here.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, what's a few things?
2: Figure out to do with your food scraps. This is huge. We waste forty percent of food in America, alone. During the holidays, it's like 65%. Wow. All goes to landfill. So there's a couple of different ways that you can take care of your food scraps, even if you don't want to compost, because compost still has this like reputation of being a little hippy dippy. <laughs> But you can make vegetable broth out of your food scraps. Like all you do is you collect your food scraps in the freezer so they don't smell. There's nothing really to it. You just collect them in the freezer and you make a veggie broth out of it.
0: You can put every that. Yeah.
2: You can put everything in it. Onion, onion peels, everything. The other thing that you can do is it's called a compost tea or compost smoothie. So you're still doing the same thing. You're putting your food scraps in the freezer and then you have a mason jar. You put the, the food scraps once it gets full in a mason jar and get a, big mason jar and then fill it up half with water. Let it sit for a few days, like five um, cap on. And it turns into this like brown mush, strain it. What comes out, your indoor plants will love. It's like a, a all natural fertilizer. Wow, They love it. Then you're left with this mush that you've strained, throw that in the blender with more water. That's for your outdoor plants. They love it. You have to bury it so you don't get rodents. If you have, a, if you're lucky enough to have a yard, um, but yeah. So those there's there's ways that you can take care of your food scraps without having to compost. Obviously, that is compost so is cool. like yeah. And did you know that like around Friday we have we have these garbage bins that are for compost. It's right next to the regular trash. You download the app called Digi D I G I and it tells you where these bins are. There's also like food scrap drop off at so many farmers markets throughout New York. There's so many different ways that you can take care of your food scraps. You will take out your garbage. I take out my garbage. Granted, I don't have a family of, of children, but yet, but they garbage like every other month. Maybe I take it out. You no, know,
1: I got to tell you that like one of the coolest things. So I, I, I'm i born and raised in New York City. I'm yeah. from this town and, you know, we've been going to our house upstate since mm-hmm. 2013 there's – I love 95% of it. I right. just I, – I fight through the winter because it's it's cold and gray, and once the snow falls, it doesn't go away.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, that Not was a rhyme. <laughs> I didn't
1: intentionally mean to do that. Um, but the one of the coolest things about being up there mm-hmm. is we've got 11 chickens.
2: Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah.
1: So we had 14, oh, I love lost a few Aww. along the way. Yeah. Um, But – our chickens in the wintertime are not they're not really interested much Mm -hmm. like they don't go far from the coop you know and and the run in the spring summer Mm -hmm. fall they're out they're Mm -hmm. they're like running wild you know but in the wintertime we our compost goes to to them we we literally they love it they love it Mm -hmm. they love it and the coolest thing is is that like if you have chickens, you know it's, I'm lear- I've learned so much about chickens um, mm-hmm. <laughs> over the, since we've <laughs> so been great. up there. Yeah. But like the 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 color of the yolk of the chicken mm-hmm. is really it, the 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 deepness of the color is a good barometer of the quality of the food that mm-hmm. they're eating. So like if your chickens are free free range on your property mm-hmm. and they're eating all sorts of wild things and blah 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 grubs grubs yep. like you're gonna have and and ticks and all the yes. things that they're they eating, they should be right? eating yes. Your your yolks are going to be like orange red almost, mm-hmm. you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and even even like we we grow a lot of vegetables. So like we you know, like they just get a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and so, so our our chickens are like that. The yolks are just like these beautiful. Cu- I mean, it's just insane. So, yeah. I, you know, it's hard to tell people in New York or wherever like chickens are a great way. For food, for, for, yes, for compost. Yes,
2: pigs as well. There is a site, I believe it's called make, makesoil.org. It's, if you Google, I, was thinking, I really think it's called makesoil.org. But if you Google, Google. It, it, it connects you with local farms who will accept your food scraps for chickens, pigs. And I mean, I don't know what it... Is like in New York, but like in Santa Monica, there's tons of places nearby that you can go drop off all your food scraps to oh, and they so gladly cool. accept them. Yeah. So you're still participating in like the local farm, you know, you know the like local the community. People,
1: people that are listening probably like every every person does count, right?
2: Yes. <laughs> I wish, okay, if I can grab there's this paper towel example that I use all of the time, but I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head. It's in my phone. Just psh- <laughs> okay. Pludging. It's something like this. Please don't quote me. But in, okay. In America, every single year we use, like it's an absurd amount of millions of pounds of paper towels each year. And if you think about like the resources of the trees and the waters used for these paper towels, I know it's 51,000 trees are cut down every year for the paper towel usage in America. If If each family, or no, if each person reduced paper towel by one little sheet, the stat is something like we would save 571 million pounds of paper towels each year. It's (laughs) something like that. But so the point is, I might not be getting the numbers perfectly, but the point is that individual impact creates collective change. It creates huge collective impact and shifts. So everything that you do not only counts for yourself, but it counts as the collective whole. And it makes a huge difference. Like, look at the paper towels.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, I remember, you know, thinking about like ways to, to when I would do PR or whatever Mm -hmm. for Seymour's Mm -hmm. trying to convince people to eat bluefish instead of salmon. Yes. And uh, because they carry somewhat similar properties, they're rich in omegas, they're, they've got some, a fair amount of fat, both mm-hmm. of them, um, and they're not like your typical white fish, right? They're a little mm-hmm. bit more oceanic. And so I basically, I don't remember the, the stat either, but it was like if you eat salmon twice a week, Okay. which, you know, anybody who is a fish eater, probably salmon's at the top of their list, I would imagine. Yes, absolutely. So if you went from eating salmon twice a week to once a week, the shift Mm -hmm. in the terrible fish farms that Mm -hmm. were out there doing aquaculture, which I actually do believe into, you know, Mm -hmm. there's people doing good things, but there is an enormous amount of people doing the wrong thing. Yes. There's an enormous amount of people doing the wrong thing with tuna. If you ate tuna one less time, The chances of bluefin tuna coming back into somewhat uh, 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 of a sustainable species Mm -hmm. are like 5,000 times better. One time you stop eating tuna. If you eat it twice a month, eat it once a month. If you eat it twice a week, eat it once a week.
2: It's having, it's the having method.
1: Yeah. Wow. So like I can tell, it makes total sense, right? Like. The the one paper towel. Mm -hmm. I am going to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's no doubt.
2: All you have to do is swap it for Swedish dishcloths. Do you have those yet? No,
1: tell me about those. They're so
2: great. They're also compostable. But they're like these... um, They're made out of uh, probably like a plant-based fiber. Mm -hmm. And they're super absorbent. You can throw them in the top rack of your dishwasher. It acts... As a paper towel, not for like a, a napkin sort of deal, but it's for cleaning, for everything. You clean the kids, clean the toys. I clean my dog paws with it all the time. Countertops. I have a dishcloth for everything, a Swedish dishcloth. So you want to hear They're something awesome. really
1: interesting now that yes. you say that? Again, my wife is Danish. Mm-hmm. Um, just inherently, my wife is sustainable. Yes. There is a there is a cloth for everything. Yes. She never <laughs> uses a paper towel. It's awesome. Never, ever. Yeah. There is always a dishcloth on the sink. Mm-hmm. So, and also <laughs> my kids have, each one of them have these, have, they're called clothes. Klo- okay. It's a Danish word okay. for napkin where some, pa- some parents would like grab a paper towel mm-hmm. or like paper napkin mm-hmm. and wipe their kid's face. My wife is like, no, no, no. Like the, they have their clothes. We got their little nap, their, their rags for that. Love that. There's a rag for wiping everything down. Yes. You know, I grew up in a place in, in New York where like it's disposable. You, you know, when you brush your teeth, you just, you let the, like the water just runs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you, I was never mindful about like, oh, just a little water for the, for the tooth, toothpaste. Mm-hmm. It's all you need. <laughs>
2: it's really all you need.
1: She, Donna would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, wait, you just let the water run. Right. And I'm like, she's like, you take like 10 minute showers. I'm like. Oh, uh, like what am I? You know, like there's <laughs> yeah. no education. Right. There's no education here in the United States of America. There's no education. I right. want to hear about your morning routine before we okay. get. Okay. Morning far. routine. Yeah. Okay.
2: So I'm the, I'm the type of person that doesn't really have a routine. I wish I had more routine, but my job just varies so much every single day that I I flow. I do have good habits. So let's get into Let's them. do the habits. Okay. Daily habit, the biggest one that has changed my life completely is alchemy. Do you know what that is? Don't. Tell me. You probably have had no other <laughs> guest on your podcast like this, but alchemy is basically just the the, the creation of new realities through new perspectives. Mm. And the way that you do that is, and this is such a game changer, you stay in ascension attitudes. So ascension attitudes are praise, love, gratitude, hope, and trust. Okay. Stay in those. The other element of alchemy is being in inner space, meaning like just being with yourself and tuning into yourself. How do you do that? It makes such a huge difference. So it's kind of like meditation in that you would probably get quiet. I like to get really quiet. I light a candle, Palo Santo, um, which now Ooh. is not that great for the environment, but I still have some sticks left. So I do it for like very special inner space mm-hmm. <laughs> days. Um, Incense so is
1: not very great for the environment. It's
2: Palo, Palo Santo. Palo Santo is tree. not great. Yeah. Oh, uh, gotcha. yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, it smells so good. So, and it, there's <laughs> some really good healing benefits to it. So that, you know, you get quiet and a lot of people probably equate it to meditation, but meditation, you kind of clear your mind, which you do want to do that. But then you just start thinking with yourself, Mm. quiet with yourself. There's, there's 600 and I want to say twenty six hundred twenty-seven 627 senses within your body, inside your body. Mm-hmm. We have seven senses on the outside. Everything that you are creating in your outer space comes from inner space. There's 627 senses.
1: 627 senses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So like, And do we even know how to express those, or do we know Mm -hmm. how to tap into those?
2: (laughs) Well, when you're in inner space, you start visualizing things. You really think about things. You stay in the ascension attitude. So, like, we have things that happen to us on a daily basis that are anywhere from like unfair to horrible, you know. Mm -hmm. And so you you sit there and you you really digest it and you think about how can I be in praise, love, hope, gratitude, and trust.
0: Praise, love, hope,
2: gratitude, gratitude and trust. trust. I
1: mean, those are five incredible ascension to be. Ascension. So how, so when did you start, like, when did this become part of your life?
2: A few years ago, I, I, I really, I actually really got into it when my cat died and she was like everything to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I had this friend who's actually a shaman and she's a master of alchemy. And we started working together because I was just a rock. Like I had had Luna for 16 years, mm-hmm. you know, through everything. Yeah. So I called Steph, my shaman, and we just started really, really working closely together.
1: And if, so is this, yeah. Steph focuses on this specific way of existing. Mm-hmm. And so like, walk us through what it looks like for you. Like, are you just in the space all the time, constantly?
2: No. Oh my God. No, especially not in New York. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, no, I'm like, I'm like, Man, no you're like, a, how do you like, do that? No,
2: no, never. I mean, you walk outside my building and it's just, horns and people screaming and, you know, but that's another reason why inner space is so important. So, and I don't even do it every day. I wish I could, but I I just don't have the time to, but when I feel like I really need it, like I will take the time to do it. Like I will not go out on a Saturday night. I'll skip dinners. I'll be at home in inner space. And it's really just sitting there, my candle, my Palo Santo, I have elixirs um, that are, that are like alchemic elixirs that I'll listen to and just like start visualizing and you never know where it's going to go. But it really is, it's it's like your, what is the quote? It's like, your, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your beliefs, your beliefs mm. create your actions, your actions create your results. It's like all that. inner to outer. But mm. so many people never go into inner space. And it's such a good connection with yourself. And that just in proxy radiates outward to other people so and to the it, environment. Is
1: it different than meditation?
2: Mm-hmm. It is because meditation, you clear your head and you don't really allow thoughts to come in. And it's like this this beautiful way of being in Zen. But in inner space, I'm, I'm thinking all the time. It's almost like a an awake dream.
1: So you basically allow your thoughts to come and then mm-hmm. you follow them as far as you can.
2: Mm-hmm. And you're disavowing like f- feelings that you don't want to feel. Like if, if you're angry, sad, guilty, whatever those feelings are that aren't in the ascension attitudes, you're disavowing those and, and you're sorting those out and, and really having to look at those and why you feel that way. Disavowing it so that you can be an Are you like taking notes attitude. on this,
1: or are you just thinking about it? You
2: could take notes, yeah, but I just think I'm not really like a a, mm-hmm. a note taker. And what I, what I'll do if I have a feeling that I need to disavow, I literally envision it and I like throw it up and then just like take out these machetes and like, and then it just floats away.
1: Well, yeah. And how long do Pretty, these <laughs> these sessions normally last for you? Like, like an when? hour. Oh wow. Hour and a half, so maybe. Like, yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. I do that's a lot a, I do a lot of work up here. Wow,
1: that's like a serious commitment. <laughs> yeah.
2: But you are you're creating a better <laughs> space for yourself and then it's in proxy creating a better space for other people around you, you know, because you're in an ascension attitude and not in like a distorted emotion.
1: You know, I had a really interesting experience last night. It's funny, you know, I I, I Do tell. I It's been the topic of conversation for <laughs> me uh mm-hmm. over the last probably 3-4 weeks and I think it, ha- it it tends to happen to me when I'm in the wintertime in upstate New York where it's cold and gray and it's, mm-hmm.
0: tough. it's
1: like I get I get to like this kind of like un not unstable, but just like, oh God, I just a lot need of people. it to warm mm-hmm. up. You know? Yeah. And so I joined this this men's group. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a they meet on Thursday nights. And um I've had some Upstate? Upstate. Oh wow. Yeah. And last night it was just three of us. huh And there's like a format. Sit around a fire. Amazing. But it was really, really interesting for me because we didn't say anything.
2: Oh, that's that's very difficult.
1: It was so weird, mm-hmm. but it was so, like, I wanted to run away from it so bad because mm-hmm. it you. was just sitting there with two other dudes, one guy I knew well, the other guy I really didn't know well, the other guy yes. and I had, like, some bad vibes, you know, before, and so it was, like, kind of weird. But it was so interesting to not be meditating, but mm-hmm. sitting in silence and thinking with other people around. Mm-hmm. It was like a very, very interesting experience. Nobody was saying anything. Did and you keep your eyes open? Ha- sometimes open, sometimes closed. You know, it was like I ended up because we sat there for an hour and 45 minutes. And so oh. we all checked in. Uh, we just, you know, you check in, you check in physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, minute mm-hmm. and then you get like a minute to a couple of minutes to say how you're feeling mm-hmm. and you can either dive into deep conversation not about life but about like what is happening for one person at that one moment so it's Great. not about talking about yourself mm-hmm. not about talking about a story that happened mm-hmm. it's like if somebody says something you as a as an observer can help them deepen the experience by asking them a question about their stuff yes and so we all went around and nobody asked any questions hmm and so we just sat there and I was just like, this is fucking hard.
2: Was that planned though? The silence? No. So th- that's like an even crazier element that totally. n- everyone was just like, okay, we're, we're here. Totally. We're just going to literally be here for each other. And
1: it was, it was, it was, it was really hard for me in, and mm-hmm. like, I just felt like I wasn't getting anything out of it. Like I, I really felt like I wasn't getting anything out of it, but that was like such a short sighted. Mhm. Thing it just reminded me of this like inner inner um space, space work where like you don't know where it's going to go. And mm-hmm. then at the end of it when 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 we were done, I was like, well, "Wait a second. Like the only reason why you were kind of battling there was because it was a totally new experience. Uncomfortable. Totally uncomfortable. And when you think about like the human habit of of needing mm-hmm. to say mm-hmm. Like needing to say something. Like why do you have to – like like why can't you just appreciate – I mean we're, it was it was 46 degrees actually, which is really nice. <laughs> it was in the middle of a huge open field. Fire big.
2: So you're outside?
1: Outside, big Amazing. fire going. yeah. Coyotes like – Stars? Stars. I mean, you know, it was like – I was like – I can't – I was like battling with it. It was so mm-hmm. weird. But – I, I think that I need to start doing more of that because meditation is mm-hmm. a big part of my life. But you're right. Meditation is it's like different. letting your thoughts kind of come in and then just kind of like I kind of envision like a hand, like squashing mm-hmm. it and then throwing it back into the middle, you know. Mm-hmm. Interrupting this episode to share with you how we keep this podcast going and that is by you supporting us through trying out or subscribing to Meal One on creaturesofhabit.com. I am giving a 20% discount on your first order or your first subscription order, which is a serious discount. Meal One is a superfood meal. It is a blend of gluten and glyphosate-free oats. It is packed with 30 grams of plant-based protein, omega-3 fatty acids, a probiotic, Digestive enzymes, vitamin D3, it also has chia seeds, flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, and a little bit of pink Himalayan salt. There are 37 grams of healthy carbohydrates and anywhere from 7 to 10 grams of fat depending on the flavor. You will be full for hours, people. I promise you, we developed meal one to help you perform at your absolute best. To get that incredibly healthy and convenient edge on the competition there is not a better, more convenient meal to start your day with or use as a pre- or post-workout meal. The macros are perfect and sourced with the cleanest ingredients in the game. Take your performance to the next level. Make your life much easier by saving time. Be able to eat healthy without sacrificing flavor and all while staying full for hours, making your urge to snack far, far less. Hop over to CreaturesOfHabit.com. That is CreaturesOfHabit.com and use promo code K-O-H-P-O-D, the number 20 for your first order of meal one today, back to the pot. What other habits can we talk about?
2: Another thing that I teach a lot in sustainability is exactly what you said, is connecting with nature. Even if that means taking a tech-free lunch outside. I can't always get outside during lunchtime and I live in a high rise. And when I'm working from home, I will literally just eat my lunch and look out the window for five minutes, tech-free. You have an eagle-eye view on life from the window. You see birds, you see dogs running on rooftops. If you can get outside, you're going to, like, you don't know what you're going to see, but it's always connecting with nature. And then that connection is actually a huge part of sustainability because when you connect, you automatically care more. And then when you care, you help. So that I think is a really another like baseline of being a conscious consumer and and a sustainable person is just that connection with nature. So like in the morning when I walk my dogs, I walk him to seaport or battery park and there's water there and no one's ever looking at the water. It's like (laughs) it blows my mind. I'm like, you guys, it's so beautiful. Look at it. So I'll take Leo, my dog, and like make him sit next to me for a few minutes and just look at the water and connect. And it really sets you up. It like really grounds you for the rest of your day. And when you connect with, with nature, you know how your body produces happiness hormones? Mm-hmm. So there's four happiness hormones. When you connect with nature, happiness hormones are manufactured in your body.
1: Dopamine, uh, serotonin, what else?
2: Um oxytocin.
1: Know, and there's morephin. More. Uh maybe endorphin. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they're when they're when they're made within your body, you automatically want to do more, whether that's doing more for the climate, doing more for yourself, you automatically, it just automatically keeps you sustained mm-hmm. in whatever you're doing. And all you have to do is like go touch a tree or look outside the window when you're eating lunch. All of those actions that are seemingly so small create these these hormones that are self-sustaining for your yeah, happiness, I mean, I, for your I peace. Say, like
1: I, uh, we human beings have like stopped going outside. Yes. And forgetting about the pandemic, now. you know, like- yeah. I'm just talking about in general, I feel yes. like we have become indoor inside dwellers where we're, we're consumed mm-hmm. by, uh, we're consumed by everything,
2: everything. And that's another thing that I am really diligent about is what I consume, like the content and the tech that I consume. I'm a huge muter on Instagram. Huge muter. <laughs> like I mute. Anything that is like annoying to me or is just not inspiring I me, I mute. mute.
1: What do you do? Oh do my God, you you go mute? to
2: a no, you have to go. I think it's uh I need to look at a screen, but I think it's like the little button with the three dots. Mm-hmm. And it'll oh, it's the follow button. Okay. I think it's follow. Let me double check before you unfollow somebody by <laughs> accident. <laughs> it's like the awkward. Did you unfollow me? Mm-hmm. I'll double check for you. But it's uh it's one of those buttons and it'll ask, like, do you want to unfollow? Do you want to mute? And then ask if you would like to mute stories or posts most of the time mine are both like
1: yeah i mean i have gotten to the point thank gosh where i have i create all of my social media content for every for all platforms yeah but i do not post anything i don't post anything at all i will go in once or twice a day depending on the day Mm -hmm. and reply to comments and reply to DMs, but I have, I promised myself no more posting. I, I have found somebody who's really incredible, who okay. understands me really well mm-hmm. and that he's he, he's on my team and he is so good Double. at just like, it's, it's freed up so much brain space for me mm-hmm. and, I'm not, and I know that that's a privilege to be able mm-hmm. to do, but it's it's essential for my career, right? That yes. I'm, I have a presence on social media, and it was all it was all consuming. It was it was killing me. It really it is. was killing me. I couldn't because of the level of intensity and the level of attention it needed from me. Mm-hmm. It was just it was destroying me. I and not because I was like scrolling all day, but you know. I want to, we got to wrap up, but I want to, I want to tell one story that I think is so important to say. I love this story. It's an, an, and it's an old native American story about a grandfather Mm. sitting with his grandson and telling his grandson that, you know, there's a war going on inside of every human Mm -hmm. um, between two wolves. And I
2: also love this story. Do you
1: know the story? Mm -hmm. So you know, the, the, the wolves, one wolf represents positivity, optimism, and, and, and happiness and service. And the yes. other wolf represents negativity, anger, fear, and destruction. Yes. And the, the, the grandson looks up at the grandfather and says, so they're fighting, but like, who wins? And the grandfather says, whichever one you feed most.
2: That is so true, isn't it?
1: So true. So true you know, and it, and it applies to your, your business Mm -hmm. and your career. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not mindful about what you're doing, Mm -hmm. all the things that we hear that sound like conspiracy theories or sound like they're so impossible, Mm -hmm. no more seafood in the ocean in 2058 or no more tuners, you know, like those things where we're like, no way. Oh, like the ozone, you know, like, even though we just found out that the ozone It's
2: back, baby. It's,
1: <laughs> by by people making decisions, yes, right? Yes. So like, you know, I think that there are we get we get posed with decisions
2: all day long. Every second. Every it's second. It's a decision.
1: You get to go right or left. Yep. Right? You mm-hmm. get to go right or left. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that we understand the difference between right, and left. I go right because it's right. Mm -hmm. I I literally, I don't think about it as right or left in direction. I'm like, dude, I just know what the right decision is here. It Mm -hmm. just so happens that the right decision is also a direction. Right. Right. So like if I make the right decision, I'm going to go in the right direction. Direction. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm so grateful that you came on the show because I Thank think you. people need to start thinking way more about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause this, cause the, the, if we all make little tiny changes, yes. what you just said about paper towels, yes. what you just said about like taking your food scraps and making food for your plants that they're gonna yeah. thrive on. Yes. I'm gonna do that. It's There's fantastic. no doubt. I'm gonna take some yeah. of the food from the chickens. Good. Good. You know, we're gonna, we've got plants <laughs> all over the house. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that those are super, super applicable Mm -hmm. things that anyone and everyone can do. Uh, I mean, even like even the the soup deal, right? Like if you if you, I mean, like why go out and buy stock, right? If you can just make veggie stock at home, and it's not literally you you are basically pouring these vegetables or scraps into a pot with hot water, yes, and letting it cook. (laughs)
2: It's all you have to do. Exactly.
1: You're awesome. Where can Thank where can you. people find you?
2: So I have a website, ecobabe.co. My inst- all of the social is at the Eco Babe. Okay. Yes. And then I'm actually, I have a community. We're being acquired right now, so we've just changed the name, but it's an online conscious community. It's really rad. It's for conscious people.
1: Okay. Where, all where can inclusive. We find that?
2: So that will be earth.co, but earth is spelled with a three. So it's three A-R-T-H. Awesome. Earth.
1: Co. And then you personally- Yes. Where can people find you, fo- follow along in your journey? Like oh, that's on the social? Eco Babe. At the, the Eco, eco babe. babe. Yes, yes. Beautiful. You're Thank amazing. You I really, me. really appreciate you having me. Thank you. I love being able to give the audience tips, tricks, tools, rituals, yeah. routines that they can actually do.
0: Yes. Right? Like
1: telling somebody that like, you know, you do all sorts of red light therapy, meditation, sauna, cold plunge, you know, roughing. I, boom, I boom, boom. wish... <laughs> But those are things that like a lot of <laughs> like, people that, that I speak with, they, they, oh. they do that, including myself. Yeah, yeah. But those are not, like, I was so excited to have you because what you're, I knew that we were going to come away with a few little things that can make a difference.
2: Yes. And yourself you. too, because yourself goes to other people and it goes to the planet. That's right. It's all connected. It's harmony.
1: Guys, thank you so much for tuning in mm-hmm. to another episode of the Creatures of Habit podcast. If you would be so kind and you enjoyed this, do us a favor share this episode with a friend, share it with a partner, share it with a business uh, associate, share it with your family, share it with anyone who you think would appreciate listening to great content about being better on a daily basis. And uh, if you want to go over to uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. I'd appreciate that one too. Uh, I love you. I appreciate you very, very much. Thank you so much again. Until the next one, y'all,
0: peace. And there you have it, folks. I hope we delivered some valuable content for you to implement into your life on a daily basis. Please remember that our habits have the power to make us or break us. Replacing bad habits with great ones is the answer to living a life of happiness, optimism, and high performance. We are capable of achieving anything. We all have what it takes to give it all we've got. Commit to one great habit each day and truly commit and watch how everything in your life starts evolving from good to great. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a five star rating and a nice review that will help us grow this podcast, bring on more amazing guests, and continue to deliver invaluable content on a weekly basis. Lastly, please share this podcast with any friends or family that you think might appreciate it. And always remember, want plus do equals have. Until the next one, fam, peace.